When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. All your calls today for Lawn Hub. Real Lawn Fanatics use Lawn Hub fertiliser. So uh, thanks to Lawn Hub for coming on board. Travis Head's going to join us uh, at some stage. We're just waiting for him to call in. We'll have a chat to him about the upcoming... ODI series. Interesting, Mo and Ali hasn't really come at it from the same perspective as Glenn Maxwell, who got hammered after the World Cup and saying, yeah, we move on pretty quickly. We don't get too down yeah. about these things. We, you know, it's, you know, we shrug it off and, and play on. Um, three days since winning the World Cup. In fact, this is what Glenn Maxwell, just to set the scene, this is what Glenn Maxwell had to say a couple of days and got, you know, roundly hammered for it. Cricket never stopped. So you, you don't get time to dwell Maybe when you retire, you think back to it and, oh, it would have been nice to have won that, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> There's no point in dwelling about it. It's, it's like, oh, well, should, wish we had a one. <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> it's sort of... It, it, so, um, Mo and Ali, who part of the English team that wins yes. the uh, T20 World Cup, comes out. They've got to face up to Australia and Travis Head, part of the Australian team, three days after winning the T20 World Cup comes out and says, having a game in three days' time is horrible. Mm. Horrible. He said, we'd like, basically paraphrasing what he went on to say, we'd like to spend some time celebrating. We've worked hard to mm-hmm. do this. Yep. You know, we've had a great, we've, we've achieved a terrific thing together, but such is the nature of cricket. We don't get the opportunity to celebrate the win mm. and, and dwell in their success because we're going to get on and face Travis Head and his mates in a couple of ODIs starting this week. And, Travis Head's been good enough to join us. Hey, Trav, thanks for your time, mate. We appreciate you being part of it. Uh, I don't know how much of that you heard in the little kind of preamble to saying g'day to you, but Glenn Maxwell got hammered after the sort of Australia's failed T20 campaign and Mo and Ali's lamenting the fact that, you know, a couple of days after winning the T20 World Cup, bang, they've got to play you blokes and get back out there pretty quickly. Is that... Is that a view shared by a lot of players around the world at the moment, that the schedule is just so busy that you have to get a wriggle on and move on so quickly? Yeah, I guess. Thanks for having me, firstly. I think um, I've played with Mo. He's a fantastic guy. Um, And I think he does speak the truth sometimes. He speaks what he thinks. He's a very, very honest guy. So, um, and I think in terms of, I guess, Maxie's comments a few weeks ago compared to Moen's comments a couple of days ago, I guess you can say whatever you want when you win. And, do you know what I mean? It's taking a different context when you win. That's so, right. Okay, yes. fair enough. You've got, to, you've got to celebrate your wins, and there's no doubt about that. And they've done something extremely special. And when I look back to Astro Series and times that we've had to be able to celebrate, then, yeah, if you t- said to me, I had to play a game in four days' time, it'd be tough. But you, if you're playing for your country and you get up for it. So there'll be no doubt that he'll find a way to do that. And then on the flip side, if you lose, then you, you, you sort of you come off as saying that um, you don't really care. So it's a tough one. It's a sticky one. But... Um, there's no doubt it will be tough for them to come off the high of playing at the MCG in front of 80,000 people or whatnot and, and, and win a World Cup. And, and, and it's been a four-year process for them to roll out 
again on Thursday, four days later, but you're playing for your country, they'll find a way. They'll um they're all professional enough to, to know that and then it's that the dust settle and then get back on the horse and, and get ready to go again. Hey, Travis, um, th- th- congratulations, firstly, on uh, what you're doing and the opportunity you've got. Uh, but just on that point, uh, Michael Clark responded, and his comment was, if the next day uh, they had to get on a plane and depart for the IPL, I don't think you'd uh, hear anybody whinging. Now, I guess that's related to the, the, the type of compensation that you're going to get. Taking that in mind, in a more broader sense, do you feel that there is a significant trend that's putting some pressure on representing your country because of the the uh, riches that can be gained in various leagues right throughout the world? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, then, and then in the last twenty four hours, we've seen Camo, Pat Cummins come out and then pull out of the IPL. So. It's going to be That's very true. individualized, Gazy. I think. Mm. And I think you've got to respect everyone's decision. Now, Pat Cummins is going to probably make financially make the most out of anybody in this in that IPL. Um, mm. He's the, the he's the number one bowler in the world for Australia. He's unbelievable. Um, and he and he's and him along with Starkey has made huge sacrifices. He hasn't played for about six or seven years. So, individuals will do different things to what they think is best preparing for themselves to perform one for domestic, obviously domestic franchise competitions, but then also for Test cricket. And, and international cricket. So um, I think we've got to respect that. I think we've seen a little bit of that with the Big Bash. We've got coming out of Test cricket that have had opportunities to play Big Bash and, and that have, I mm. guess, prioritised that for, for international cricket. Yes, we'd love to see players playing every single game they possibly can. Is it um, doable? Well, it's probably down to the individual as well. So uh, I think, yeah, there's a trade-off with that. I think you've seen some guys make some really, really sound decisions and putting that first and then some other guys will make decisions yeah. about playing and feel like they're in the best position to do that. So Trev, you are a genuine um, all format batter. I mean, you, you, you know, T21, ODI, mm. you, you can test creep, you can do it first club, you can do it all. Is it obvious as we see to having a chat to you now, what is, if, if I ask you, what is the most important thing for you? What is the peak and pinnacle for you as a cricketer? Is, is that an obvious, is there an obvious answer to that question? Yeah, for me, it's test cricket, yep. um, without doubt. So, um, But, yeah, guys are going to be motivated by different things as well. But for me, it's, uh, I've, I love four-day cricket. I've loved domestic cricket. I've played um, a lot of it, yeah, um, yeah. and I've grown up. And I, I, I guess I come full circle. My first, my first opportunity was playing first-class cricket for South Australia, playing against Andrew McDonald and Chris Rogers and the Hussies and, and Cam White and getting um, taught valuable lessons and... and, and between the years and uh, one Victoria playing for the first class <laughs> yes. career, I fell in love with it right yeah, away. Yeah. I've been involved in obviously white ball, some white ball playing. Um, obviously, an aggressive batter that they like to take it on. And um, I guess then I've been able to express myself in the shorter form of the game. But ultimately, it goes back to where I first got my opportunity, what I fell in love with. And that's that's first class cricket. That's watching test cricket as a kid. So that, for me, that's the pinnacle. Others are going to be motivated by different things. Um, I think we'll probably see that over the next 20 years because kids will grow up falling in love with T20 cricket. That's all they'll see on TV or that's what they'll, they'll, they'll gravitate to or fall in love with. So um, everyone's different. Everyone has different motivations. For me, it's, it's test cricket. It's a, that's a, I mean, sort of mm. half answer. You've been playing first-class cricket now for over a decade. Do you, So you're getting into that sort of your super experience. You're almost getting into that sort of edging into the veteran class now. You've got a lot of cricket to play, obviously. But the young kids that are coming in now, do you think they share your aspiration to be a test cricketer first and foremost? 
I'm 28. You're making me oh, sound mate, old. Mate, I'm uh, sorry. I've worked, a, I've worked a year on Tommy. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, um, no yeah, I've had, a, obviously, a fantastic opportunity to play um, a lot of cricket now and a lot of domestic cricket. But, no, I still think guys that are coming through see that as a pinnacle. Um, uh, there, there's the odd, odd exception. Someone like Tim David, who has come through and just absolutely gunned it at that particular format. And he's putting all his eggs in that basket, and that's totally fine as well. Um, there's a couple of guys in England who have done the same, who are 2021, 20, who are, are gunning it in Waffle Cricket and have made those decisions. So um, everyone's different. But I think I think across the board, first-class cricket in Australia is still strong. Guys want to play it. It's a privilege to play it. And then it's a privilege to play for Australia, obviously. Um, so I guess you cut your teeth with first-class cricket. You learn how hard it is, how much pride you have in it, how much pride you have in winning games of cricket, how tough it is. Um, and so when you do well, it holds extra value. Um, I guess in domestic one-day career or T20 career, you play so much of it, you can roll around and play one the next day. It's very difficult to play 10 games of shield cricket in the season. Um, and it, it's tough on the body, mentally, physically. It's, it's a challenge. And you and guys want to challenge themselves as much as they can, and that's test cricket. So I think they always have that fire in the belly to play test cricket. And with you coming into the team, are you expected to be taking that uh, Finch role? I was reading some article. Are you going to be uh, expecting to be opening the batting? Yeah, it looks like I'll get that chance and um very, very excited. Um very happy to to get an opportunity back in the team. Um the four year cycle didn't go my way last World Cup and sort of twelve months out of that World Cup found myself out of the team and, and missed that. Um on the flip side now I'm twelve months out of a World Cup with a great opportunity to try to, to, to cement a spot into that and get that opportunity that's something that I want to tick off or want to be able to try and play in a World Cup. It's a long way away. But um, I get first crack at it on Thursday, so looking forward to getting back with Davey at the top of the order. And what do these games? Uh, we know you, you know you, this is a, a fantastic. Anytime you're pulling on uh, a jersey representing your country, it means a lot. But as far as um, the overall or global stage, these game, these fifty, uh, this series you've got against England, do they are they part of the qualifying for next World Cup? But what do they have? Do they have any specific? purpose beyond just the competitive nature of wanting to go out there and do well? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think they're just a future tour program and how it's worked. And, oh. and you've got to get X amount of games in against whatnot. I, I assume that we've already caught, I, I don't know, but um, because it's still in the same cycle, I'm not 100% sure how that works over World Cup, the World Cup and the four-year cycle and, and how that and how that mm. works. But um, for us, it's, we've got a, a full-strength squad and we're 12 months out from the World Cup. So um, they do hold importance for us as a team, whether they hold uh, hold value globally and, and what people will watch. That's that's up to them. So, mm. um, but we're playing against the number one team in the world with a great opportunity. Twelve months out to try to to start the path on what we want to go to to hopefully lift the trophy at the end of that World Cup. Well, may there be hundred yes. runs, uh, hundreds of runs come off your bat in both the ODIs and the uh, Test series against the West Indies, which isn't too far away, mate. As always, thanks for being part of the show. Have a prosperous summer. We wish you well. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. All the well done, Travis. Travis Head, Good part luck. of the Australian team, taking on the English in the ODIs and then the West Indies in that two-match test series.